Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, strong and powerful Parker Stevenson. Parker, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, George. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Parker is the co-owner and chief business officer at Evolved Finance. They are a bookkeeping agency specializes specializing in helping online entrepreneurs build more profitable and stable businesses. Parker, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So, like you said, my name is my name's Parker, and I'm based out of here in sunny San Diego, and been married for about oh gosh, eight years now, and, and got a little pup. So, personally, you know, I've been working from home. My wife's been working from home from the pandemic, so I feel like my whole life is in my house between my wife and my dogs these days. Right. Um, but but of all finances uh, is a bookkeeping uh, firm that my business partner Corey and I have been running together since. It's about 2014, and we specialize in doing bookkeeping for online businesses. And, and before I started working at Evolve Finance, I had spent just under five years at Adidas here in San Diego. The Adidas Golf portion of the company is, is based here, and, and I had been there for almost five years and uh, left my cushy merchandising job as the footwear merchandising manager for Adidas and decided to jump in with Corey, who's been, him and his wife have been really good friends of ours for a really long time. Corey and his wife grew up with my wife um, in LA. And so it seems crazy that we did it at the time, but I left my cushy job and, and got involved in Evolve Finance because I just felt like what Corey was doing, he had a specific niche he was targeting with his bookkeeping service, and I just felt like there was so much uh, potential there. And sure enough, you know, six years later, uh, the business has grown substantially, and online businesses, especially you know, this year in 2020, online businesses have just been absolutely thriving. Yeah, there's no two ways about that. So you've been sheltering in place in San Diego. So I feel like you're probably winning the uh, the, the sheltering in place battle. <laughs> there, there, there's worse places that have to be stuck for sure. At least I don't have to trog through snow right now to try to walk my dog. So that right. is going well. Yeah, that would be extra, extra sucky for sure. So, all right. So you saw the potential and then just the the growth of of online entrepreneurs is obviously just i'm sure perhaps there's metrics but i bet it's just exponentially exploding just year over year over year um as people are just interested in doing that and there's more access and it's a lot easier to get into this space so what are what are some of the 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 main challenges that that you see most of the time when when people are engaging with you like and and in, in, in what term? Elaborate a little more there for me, George. Yeah, well, I just why, why, why do y'all exist? Oh, so yeah, in that sense, um, you know, a, a lot of our clients, you know, again, they're they're going to be like course creators. Uh, they have coaching programs. Maybe they're influencers, and they have podcasts or um, they have a huge social media following or whatever it is, and they're selling information in essence. That's, that's what a lot of our clients are doing is selling information. A lot of them don't come from business backgrounds. 
And so a big thing for us is that as a bookkeeping firm, we found that a lot of bookkeeping agencies and firms just don't really serve any specific niche. So we felt like the niche we wanted to go after was the online space because so many bookkeepers seem to drop the ball in this industry, but also because our clients don't tend to have maybe the more classic business background. I don't even know if half of our clients even went to business school. It might even be less than that. So they've, they've built these successful businesses where there are six figures, seven figures, and we have more and more clients pushing that eight figure range more than ever before that to have a team, a bookkeeping team that not only is doing the books properly, but can also provide a little more guidance and a little more insight into how to build a profitable business because it's not enough to just generate revenue in your business. We need to do do that with profit. That's where we kind of shaped our service to be a little different than other bookkeeping companies because, again, we're doing the books properly for these types of businesses where we've seen other bookkeeping um, organizations really drop the ball. But again, we, we saw a need for these types of business owners to maybe get a little more um, – support and a little more education, a little more coaching around, well, what are the numbers in my business? What do they mean? How do I use them to make better decisions? Which maybe if you went to an MBA program and are in the Silicon Valley world, maybe that's more commonplace. Um, I think most founders probably need a little more financial education in their overall um, business skill set. But with our clients, their businesses are really straightforward. They, they can really be super profitable. And, and we just felt like our service would be the perfect fit to just do the books right and to help them just make their numbers more of an asset instead of something they like want to put their head in the sand and, and ignore. I think that that's probably just a perfect way to sum it up, right? Because I imagine a lot of these folks are are creative, visionary type folks, and 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 that's how they're making money is through creation and and being visionary. And they are not probably a lot of the time even interested. To your point, they put their head in the sand um, and just not thinking about or looking at their books as a way to continue to grow and expand and, and to have an even greater reach and impact. Yeah. And I think, you know, by the time they've worked with us for a year, I think we're able to shift their mindset a little more um, than, than when they first start with us, because I think there's this, the impression, I think the finance world in general gives people is that this is too complicated for you pay me and I'll just take care of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the way most accountants work. I think that's the way most bookkeepers work. But as I think we get into the online world, as we get into a, a world with more automation, service is going to be everything. That's what's going to, I think, drive the human economy is is providing service. And so again, I think what I saw with what Corey had already started with Evolve Finance with when it was just him and his wife and, and one other bookkeeper um, before I got involved was that they were providing this high level of service and they were meeting a need that no one else was really needing be, or was really meeting because most bookkeepers are just like, here's your books, like here's your reports. You'll get them when you get them. Good luck looking at them. And please don't bug me with any questions because I'm not going to know how to answer them. And so for us, you know, there's a ton of bookkeepers out there, but we felt like there's this opportunity to provide this higher level of service and to, to do this teaching that kind of comes along with being an entrepreneur because you're figuring everything out in your business. Like very few people start businesses and know how every function of their business is going to work. And like you said, a lot of our clients are really great creatives. They're great visionaries. They're great sales and marketing strategists. 
Um, but the reality is when you start a business, you're going to have to start to understand HR. You're going to have to start to understand finance. You're going to have to start to op- you know, understand your operations to a deeper level. You're going to have to understand technology, right? Like it's not just selling and marketing or making new things. And that's where you know we're trying to help our clients have a more well-rounded understanding of what's this game we're playing as entrepreneurs? What, what are we really trying to accomplish here? And as much as it is about trying to get new customers and give them great experiences and make sales and, and help solve problems for your customers, it's also like how do we do that and make a profit? And the key place to look and see if you're doing that properly is obviously in your financial statement. Got it. Everything you just said makes makes perfect sense to me, and I feel like it's probably happening in a lot of different industries where if you look at financial services, you've got all these amazing fintech companies that are popping up and all these incredible companies that are making investment management almost free, and some of them are actually free. Um, so what, what role does a professional play? And if you're not changing your business model like you and Corey have, then you're probably going to be left behind. So- you, you 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 talked about teaching and you, you mentioned HR finance operations technology um, walk me through just perhaps use an example of of what a what what a typical engagement for for y'all looks like well our service is really set up to be um obviously scalable, right? Like that's the problem with one-on-one type services like this is, is you need to have structure around your service so that you can train other people to provide the same high level of service that maybe the founder started giving their clients when it was just them or, or them and another person. And so for us, when we're engaging a, a new customer, they get an account manager, they get a bookkeeper. The bookkeeper is going to be the one doing the bookkeeping, the reconciling. They review the, the num, you know, they review their work every month, but then the account manager is also going to be a second set of eyes. They're going to review the bookkeeping work. They compile all the reports and then they send it off to the client and then are available to answer questions for the client. So there's this level of customer service. So there's, we're, we're trying to be as proactive as we can and, and, and take responsibility for our side of things. But we also know if our clients aren't looking at their reports and aren't understanding what's going on, then they're not going to appreciate the value of what we're doing from a bookkeeping side of things. And they're not get the they're not going to get the value which comes from understanding their numbers. So during the onboarding process, we there there's there's um, three calls that that happen that um, are opportunities for us to just be more efficient with getting them set up, which is the kind of the hardest part of, of the transition is just making sure we get all the logins and get all the pieces we need to, for our team to be able to do the work. But then there's also some some coaching that happens just to make sure they understand how to keep their financial foundation simple and clean and how to work with their bookkeeper. But then on top of that, we have um, group calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays where clients can come and talk to me um, about really anything in their business, whether it's kind of more related to finance and taxes or more around their strategy and their marketing. Um, and again, our account managers are there to help our clients understand, well, what, what's going on in my P&L? Why is it set up this way? We have a client learning center, which is essentially a, a learning portal where we have videos, uh, pre-recorded videos that explain a lot of the concepts we want our clients to understand about their businesses. So again, at the end of the day, I think a lot of bookkeepers are just like, here's the books, here's your reports, it's up to you if you want to look at them, otherwise 
good luck to you. And, and I think most bookkeepers are, are doing the work, assuming that this is just for taxes. We're just trying to get the numbers put together so the accountant has something to do, you know, something to use to file the taxes with. But instead for us, we felt like if we're going to be able to charge a more premium price, provide the value that we really think bookkeeping is going to be able to provide to our clients, then it needs to go beyond just tax prep and it needs to go into how do you gain insights into your business as a client of ours? Like how do we help you gain better insights into your business so you're more successful and your business grows and you're even more loyal to our service because you know because of Evolve Finance, your business is better off than it was before. So we really, for us, we're trying to decommoditize bookkeeping and make it something that become that goes again beyond just tax prep and become something that our clients just feel is so important to the the daily, weekly, monthly function of their businesses. So that's kind of a little idea of the experience we're trying to give our clients and, and also just in terms of like our strategy and why we set up our service to be like this um, so we can provide maximum value to our clients. Got it. That certainly makes sense. So talking about making those jumps from six figures to seven figures, and then you mentioned that that you've got some that are at the eight figure marks and, and hopefully a lot of those sevens are, 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 are going to make it to eight can you share just obviously not specifically about individual clients, but just through lines or or really best practices that you see those top performers doing? Yeah. I mean, it's it really comes down to your niche and to your market. I mean, that's the one thing I would say is just really common across the board for, for our clients that are, are really growing is I think a lot of the times, especially new entrepreneurs, they start, they try to sell too much to too many people. And again, our clients are selling courses, group coaching programs. Again, they're trying to build programs that, that share information that's going to make a, make a difference in their clients' lives or in their, or in their clients' businesses. And so I think what we see in our like lower to mid six figure clients is they're still trying to figure out what's our main offer. Um, how do we sell it really well? And they might even still be experimenting with other offers, like trying to figure out what's the best way to, to really deliver value to my customers. And some entrepreneurs will kind of get stuck in that experimentation phase or they, they find the right offer, but then they kind of get scared to double or triple down on it and really make the push towards building their business around that main offer. And that's the one thing our, our bigger clients have done a really good job of is instead of trying to make more things to sell to the same amount of people, they're trying to figure out how do I sell the same thing to more people? How do I get my main offer in front of larger audiences? And there's a variety of different marketing tactics that they use to do that. You know, a lot of the popular ways are Google ads and Facebook ads and things of that nature. Um, but ultimately, if we can build a business around one main offer, then operationally the business becomes um, easier to run and more profitable to run. Uh, your systems and your, your processes be able to um, – you have more structure around those things. You're able to train people eat more easily in your business. And also from a marketing perspective, their, their marketing becomes less confusing because if you get on their email list or follow them on their social media or whatever it is, they're just very clear about this is what I do. This is what I'm an expert in. These are the people I serve. And they'll be very, very specific about that. So they're not trying to get too broad too fast and then confuse people about whether or not you know, is this the person I should be following? Is this the person I should be going to uh, to get help on whatever problem they solve? So I think our, our, our really successful clients are just so locked in on this is my offer that gets results. This is the target market that 
this offer gets results for and they just go really hard into that strategy and then build their business around that main offer and around that that really focused target market nice appreciate that so as you are working with all these different kinds of businesses doing so many different kinds of things do you look and see okay here's some major pitfalls that 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 people are commonly falling into that that they need to keep an eye out for yeah, I mean, one of them was what I just mentioned is just trying to having too many offers, offering too many things to sell. And, and really, I think it, the same goes for even if you're a physical product based business, like having too big of a product line too fast just becomes really difficult. You only have so much money, so much time, so many resources when you're a small business that trying to really maximize the sales of multiple offers or multiple products just becomes really difficult. Like that's why you see these companies popping up that we just sell one mattress. We're really good at selling one mattress <laughs> go direct to consumer. Yeah. And then they start to add other things once they get momentum around that. Right. And so the same thing goes for our clients. They might have seven courses and they're trying to sell all seven courses when in reality they should sell one Maybe eventually they have an upsell or a downsell for that offer, but really they're known for that one main course. And once they start to really gain momentum around that, then they can start to figure out if there's other things their audience is asking for, their customers are asking for, and then it becomes really easy to deliver on that. So just less is more, you know, for, for most uh, small businesses is, is how, do you, how do you do more with less offers? And then even just like from a financial standpoint, just not complicating your finances. I think a lot of the times entrepreneurs um, think they need to have all these bank accounts and credit cards and um, should be, you know, trying to use fancy accounting processes. And uh, really, if you're a cash basis accounting, a checking account and a credit card and a merchant account, like just try to keep things as simple as you can and, and just not add more complexity uh, to your business than is necessary. And especially with your finances, the easier you can make things on your accountant on your bookkeeper, um, the, the less room for mistake there's going to be down the road and the clearer and the better your financial data is going to be when you do get to the point where you need to start relying on your financial data to, to make decisions. So, um, and speaking of which, I would say for every business owner, if you're not working with an accountant yet and you're like letting your uncle file your taxes or you're trying to do it yourself, I, I'm a big believer that, um, if you're going to take on the responsibility of, of running your own business, that we need to make sure we have accountants involved in our business to make sure taxes get taken care of. And, and we're not a tax company. We don't file taxes. Um, but I, I just, I've seen when business owners come to us and they trusted the wrong person to file their taxes and they get in trouble with, with their tax bills and things of that nature. It makes entrepreneurship not very fun. So definitely get an accountant involved in your business as early as you possibly can. Amen. Well, Parker, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So, I, this, I mean, it might not be super financy, but my tip is to not let other more established entrepreneurs trick you into thinking there's something special about them. Now, this is something I always I have to be careful how I say it because, of course, our clients are extraordinary people. Um, the, the types of entrepreneurs we're working with and the businesses they're running, I've met some of the most interesting, intelligent, amazing people um, I've ever met through the online space. But at the end of the day, they're also just people. I, I've seen, because of the unique perspective we have looking at the numbers and looking um, at really the most vulnerable part of any entrepreneur's business, which is their numbers and their finances, it's a very humanizing experience. 
And so I think when you're just getting started or your business is, is in its early stages or you're just starting to get momentum, you look at everyone else who, you know, quote unquote, are ahead of you. And it's easy to go, oh, they got something special going on. They understand something I don't. They've figured something out that I'm not capable of doing. And the reality is I've seen it over and over again. Everyone's just trying to figure it out as they go. The, the thing that makes our clients successful is that they put in the work to figure things out. They believe that they can solve the problems in their business and, and make things work. And, and they just build up that muscle of, all right, when problems come up, in my business, I'm going to fix it and I'm going to do it. It's not necessarily because they're geniuses, because they know something that you don't necessarily know. It's just they've done the work, they're learning from their mistakes, and they're just making it happen. They're persevering and, and not quitting. So I, I think that's something, especially from my perspective, seeing you know so many people make so much money in their businesses. These are regular people who are just putting in the work and the time and, and, and committed to solving problems in their businesses to make them successful. I think that it has great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. And that's such an empowering thing to hear for people who are just getting started or who are maybe just struggling and working their butts off and they're looking up at people thinking, oh my gosh, they must have something that I don't. But that's not necessarily the case. So I appreciate that. Well, Parker, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they, how can they engage with Evolved Finance? Sure. The best place to go is just evolvedfinance.com. Uh, if you throw it into even just evolved finance, that's evolved with a E-V-O-L-V-E-D, um, evolved finance, and even just Google us, find our website. We have a, a podcast that I do where I just talk for about 15 to 20 minutes about you know specific financial concepts and just trying to educate um, you know our, our listeners around a part of you know a part of their business that maybe they don't have as much knowledge around. And then we also have a free workshop on our website that if you'd like to sign up for that goes over a lot of the basics of, of the role finance and, and bookkeeping plays in your business and how to use your numbers to your advantage. So that, that's a great place to start if you want to know more about what we do and how we can help you with your own business. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Parker your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to evolvedfinance.com, E-V-O-L-V-E-D, finance.com. Check out all the great resources, listen to the podcast, take the workshop. Appreciate it, Parker. Thank you very much. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.